Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am your host, Lauren. And I'm Mikey. Roar! Roar! Roar, motherfucker, roar! Oh my god, Um, so we're doing Jurassic Park, (laughs) and that is Charles in the background. I just wanted to give a fair warning that if Charles was to ever have a podcast, this is essentially what it would sound like and be about. So I guess me and Mikey will put in our two cents here and there, but it's basically like Charles's show. Because this is, he's been training for this his whole life. (laughs) Um, I cannot, um, that is not in, that is not inaccurate. (laughs) I mean, hello. (laughs) Oh my God. Also another announcement that I forgot to list this on Instagram, but uh, for the forward flash this month, me and Charles will be reviewing Death Proof by Quentin Tarantino. So I'm fucking excited. That's going to be up not tomorrow or no, not this Sunday. This is coming up tomorrow, but the next Sunday. So hallelujah. (laughs) So I'm super excited about that. We were talking Jurassic Park from 1993. If you did not know, I don't care if it's not fashion grunge centric. Fuck you. We love this movie. You better love this movie because it's fucking 90s, man. It's amazing. It's amazing. Steven Spielberg. I mean, Michael Crichton wrote the book. Charles has read it. Mikey, have you read it? I did. And um, I was going to say that until later. However, I'm going to say now, um, when I was like ankle high, I'm not sure what age, but my dad took me on a business trip, I think in Texas once. I'm not sure exactly where, but apparently Michael Crichton was there. And I was actually reading the book on the plane. And my dad goes, do you know who this is? And me as a kid, I'm like looking up and I'm like, holy shit, you're tall, right? And he's like, this is Michael Crichton. This is the author of your book. And I'm like, handing him the book going, can you sign it, please? Oh, that's so cute. Wait, do you still have it? No, I'm pissed. I have no idea what the hell happened to it. I'm still pissed. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. Okay, so you have both read the book already. Mm -hmm. Um, Mikey, what is your first impression? Like, what's your history with this? So it, it's been a really long time and I've only read one because Charles, correct me if I'm wrong, because you're more accurate with this. He wrote the first two books or three, uh, two, um, Jurassic park came out in 1990. And then I believe the lost world came out in 95. Gotcha. I read, I'm sorry. What'd you say? Oh, I just said, oh, wow. Oh, oh, oh. So I read the book. I know it's more violent. There's a lot of, like, inaccuracies in the movie that's more in the book, but I get it. Like, they had to they had to keep some stuff out to be, like, more child-friendly and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so I get that. My, um, with my history with the movie, um, I feel like either my dad took me to see this or my sitter at the time. I was 11, you know? So oh, yeah. it was definitely scary at times. Like, I remember screaming my ass off when the T-Rex, like, headbutted the car. <laughs> and, like, the no. raptor scene with the kids in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that was terrifying to me. Still is. And being 39 on the couch the other day, like, cringing, going, oh, my God. I, don't I know. know. <laughs> Um, seeing this as an adult, like, I think I have some comments relating more to how, like, irresponsible these adults are. And I feel like I I need to call, like, social services, you know? And what's worse... Dr. Grant took care of those kids. Yeah, but did he? 
Like, I think he was like... A, he did mouth to mouth on Tim. I think that more than qualifies him. <laughs> I mean, can we also just give Gennaro some credit? Because, I mean, he has no obligation to those children at all. At and he, all. And he... And he I'm, did, I'm I, glad I, he... I think he did what 85% of us would do, which is save himself. Yeah. <laughs> and then end up house. getting eaten in the end. <laughs> but, like, okay, here. Like, here, what's worse is that, like, it seemed like Grandpappy Hammett cared more about feeding his ass full of ice cream than getting his grandchildren. I, I love when he's like, it's melting. I'm like, wow, everyone's out there being killed by these animals that you created and you're like, ice cream. I was like, that checks out. No, I'm just like, you know, that's my opinion, of course, you know. But like in the beginning, Alan, Ellie, and Ian, right, are kind of perceived as rude because all that grandpappy Hammond, I'm just going to call him grandpappy. <laughs> grandpappy. He wants to show him his misguided idea of a science project gone wrong, right, and call it Disney World. Mm-hmm. But like when the three of them see the scientists working on the like the dino eggs in this ride, they want to get off. So they just like push off, like yeah. just fucking leave. And I'm just like, really? Like you're treating this old man like a dirt bag. I mean, which kind of is, but you know, um, what's the number one rule when you get off the ride? Uh, when you when you're in a ride, like keep your hands and feet inside the ride at all times. I love how he's like, uh, they're like, can we get out? And he's like, uh, it's kind of a ride. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, we're very impressionable at 11 years old, right? So then at that same young impressionable age, we learn about blood-sucking lawyers. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I forgot. It was kind of like one of those Toy Story movies where, like, there are adult jokes, like, in it yeah. as well. as, yeah. as Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, totally. Just so funny. But like on a positive note, like back then there was a, a very creative team called, I think they were called uh, Industrial Light and Magic. Um, they created like life-size animatronic dinosaurs. So that mm-hmm. was really cool at the time. They didn't use a lot of, I mean, they used CGI, but it was like they used puppetry. More, yeah. More so than they do now. So that was amazing. And I mean, we'll get to those production notes later. But like, you know, at 11 years old you're like fuck yeah you know i mean yeah like even at 39 like i said like i'm just i'm so amazed by this movie this movie's yeah. still so good like yeah, absolutely. as i was watching it i just felt like this is as exhilarating as and when you first see it even though you know everything that's gonna happen i always it's get still so good i always get chills in the scene when like they're like in the helicopter and then hammond like stops and he's like there it is, you know. Oh yeah. Um, and and then, <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, here we go. <laughs> I know it's really who's, cool. Who's the composer again? Something John Williams. Yeah, like the famous John Williams. He does like everything. To boot, I mean, he does <laughs> everything. Yeah, does he do Harry Potter? I think so. He does like a lot, like the big franchises. Me, I think he's worked with Spielberg before too. I think he might have done like Indiana Jones. I think he also did like ET too. Yeah, yeah, um, he does like ev- like big scores. I think that he did Jaws too. Wait, so you were looking up the score? Wait, what else John Williams did? Oh, now I don't want to mess anything up. Uh, oh, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> Mikey is, uh, let's see. Technologically challenged. Challenged right now. Schindler's List, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Star Wars. Oh, that's right. Yes. Working on Schindler's oh my God. <laughs> Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot. Yeah. Like, it's so insane. So much. So much. So much. 
That's so crazy. Um, okay, so I'll give my little short thing yeah. of my first impression since I know Charles is going to be way more intense. Um, mine, I I saw this film really late, like in my 20s. Oh, really? Um, yeah, I definitely... Uh, uh, there are a few films I have not seen that everyone has seen. Like E.T. I've never seen, Have No Desire to. I think I'm past the age now. You've never all, seen it? No, never seen it. Not even like a scene um but i have no interest in it now but jurassic park was one of those things that i didn't see when it was out i remember when it was out but i just didn't see it i think i thought it was really scary because of the logo yeah like the skeleton i think i thought it was like some like really creepy thing so i just didn't you know i just never saw it or any didn't see in the theater or anything like that but um yeah and then now that i watch it there's just so many iconic scenes that were on the trailers and on all these different, you know, like if they talk about it on the TV, like the scenes they'll show, like with the Gallimimus, mm-hmm. with them running, like, and then like the foot, like the T-Rex foot in that mud. Yeah. Like there are all these scenes that you just like, you just know the scene, like with the flashlight and the, his eye, like the, or, yeah. or the T-Rex's eye, like all that. Like, so there are all these like little things you're just like, wow, like this is so crazy how well known this movie is mm. and then also my my just my last like overall impression of the film i was like wait a minute so this was such a disaster how did jurassic world like even get made <laughs> like when they made it into jurassic world and it was actually a functioning park do we just yeah. forget about what happened in the first one i <laughs> like what happened i guess everything's cool because hammond has a lot of money, so yeah, right. Everything, <laughs> and you know, just kind of sweeps everything underneath the table, and yep. <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, it's cool. <laughs> so, and it happens player. again, surprise, surprise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it happens again. But that's that's all I have, Charles. Take it over. What is your um, first impression? So I'm gonna have to start talking about the novel, um, but. Um, so my, so my dad bought me the audio on tape, which was in a, like a bridge version of, of novel. And it was narrated by John Hurd, who plays the father in Home Alone. (laughs) And, um, it's, and the way he narrates the novel is like absolutely chilling. Like, really? Yeah. Like there isn't like the opening scene of, of the book is, um, you, you know, like in the movie, you like see the attack on that worker um mm-hmm. but in the in the novel it takes place from the point of view of like an american doctor who's working in costa rica and um you just see the aftermath like she's brought a uh a, a person who's been mauled by um a raptor and told that it was like he was run over by like a by like a bulldozer and so um she um so you he basically can't speak english and so she's being told that like this happened, but all the other signs that she is seeing is saying, well, this, he, it can't be, he can't, that can't have happened because he's not showing any signs of being run over by a bulldozer. He is showing all the signs of being attacked by a wild creature. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, like the so, slashes and stuff. Yeah. And like, like the he, wounds. And like he has like lots of like defense wounds on like oh. his hands and wrists. And like he, um, like he has a, he, he has like two. He has like a long rip along his shoulder, and then like a, another like in his thigh. And so, um, but yeah, yeah, that's not a bulldozer. Yeah, it's it's scary. So, um, it it's 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 really violent and scary. And I was nine. Um, <laughs> when you read it, when oh, that's I, where you had the oh the audiobook. 
Yeah, so we, um, like my family had this house in North Carolina in the town of Highlands, and um, it was like, it's about a 10-hour drive from Washington. So my dad played the, the audiobook for me on the drive up to the, this, like, you know, isolated house in the mountains. Oh, my um, God. And so I um, spent the entire summer being afraid of being mauled by velociraptors. Oh, my um, God. And like, being oh, torn, and, like, being torn apart, and they'd have to he- helicopter my, like, Half conscious body to like you're <laughs> nine. <laughs> oh my god! Um, and you know, there's um, you know, there's all these like really violent scenes involving the kids. So that was kind of tr- traumatic. And are the kids the same age in the novel, or are they a bit older? Um, the ages are reversed. So Tim is the older one, and Lex That's is right. younger. Yeah. Oh. Um, okay. but yeah, I think Tim is about eleven. Lex is supposed to be about eight. So. Wow. Um, empowerment in 1993 yeah i know um so anyway um so so um so anyway so then flash forward to the to to the following summer the release date for the movie was june 11th 1993 and like all my velociraptor stuff i had gotten over and i talked about in therapy so i was cool (laughs) 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 um and so I guess to make up for kind of trying to scare me to death, my dad took me to see the movie on opening day. <laughs> um, wow. Which apparently the premiere was here in town. Yeah. At the at, uptown. Yeah. So we went to what would become Bethesda. I don't think it, um, or that theater in Bethesda, I don't think it was called, I don't think it was called Regal back then. I think it was United Artists. Yeah, it was UA. Um, and so I went with two friends from school named Danielle Majid and Miles Hampton. And um, wow. the uh, scene that like scared the ever-loving fuck out of me was when Ellie turns on the power and the vla- Velociraptor pokes its yes. head. Yes. Oh, I know. Totally scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, and um, she has so many good comedic, like scary moments that I just think are really funny. The, it, it, it's not funny, but the scene when she, they're like in the jeep and it's being chased by the T Rex, and she's like, <laughs> "Shut up!" the way like it shakes it like it like shakes the car Mm -hmm. then she like backs up and she's like "Ah!" it's it's not funny because i would react the same way but it's same exact way her go through it makes me feel better (laughs) she like it's so funny that she was the one trying to push the kids on dr grant and she spent like no time with them yeah (laughs) like at all and like when and like when her and Muldoon show up to like the the uh to like the um the attack site, she is only worried about Alan. Doesn't really seem to give all. Doesn't really seem to care about the kid's safety at all. No. Yeah, but, Alan. <laughs> um, Don't like, forget. Name is like crazy. I know. It's really funny. I'm just like, oh my god. She just like, and also the gra- I love how later on, like, uh, I think it's in my notes where like Hammond is like talking to. Is it Muldoon? I just wrote like Crocodile. Dundee. Basically. <laughs> That's what he looks like. Then he goes like, take a guest Jeep. Bring back my grandchildren. I was like, oh yeah, and those adults that are out there too. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. no, he's just like, bring back my grandchildren. I can give a fuck about this. <laughs> I forget what the character's name is, but there's a cartoon on Netflix called um, Cretaceous Camp. What's and that? It's like a Toy Story-esque illustration of like Jurassic Park. So it's oh, okay. a kid show, but not kid show because like, you know, it's dinosaurs and they're horrifying and stuff like that. But there is a guy in there that's very Muldoon-esque, but he's like as big as a house, like 
Terminator style. Oh, really? But it's a, it's a really cute show. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, two seasons now. They're very. What's, the, what's his? Is he English? I think so. Oh, oh, well, I think his character is supposed to be from Kenya. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Oh, he died in 1999. Oh, really? His name is oh, Bob. John, uh, John Hammond oh. died in like 2013 or 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah Richard um, Attenborough. So he uh, he uh, directed Gandhi. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, Richard Attenborough. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, yeah. No sir, I think. I think he's Sir yeah, Richard Attenborough. Yeah, he's like a baron or something. Yeah. Or, yeah. Baron. It's so crazy. Um, yes. Yeah, so how many times did you see it in the theater? Either one of you. I, I saw it about 13. 13 times you're kidding oh my god i have to make a note of that (laughs) i um and um my my last note for um i I would just say this is probably the number one most influential movie on influential book and movie on my life ever so wow yes charles has a tattoo i do of the the outline skeleton Mm -hmm. uh, of the t is a t-rex right yeah 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 cool that's awesome. Yeah, I think I only saw it twice. Once with my dad or slash sitter and then my mom. <laughs> you didn't see it with Reed? No. Or did you know him yet? Yeah, we knew each other. Um, we knew each other since we were like five or six. No, seven, maybe. Oh, wow. But okay. We didn't see it together. It was, oh. with, uh, it, it was with another kid I hung out with a little bit. Oh, nice. Cool. Yeah. All right, so um, does anyone have any more first impression notes, or you want to move on to behind the scenes? We can move on. Yeah. Cool. Mikey, what do you got for behind the scenes? So as I always say, in no particular order, um, even before the novel was finished, Spielberg told Crichton he wanted to make a movie of it, but I think he was in the middle of Schindler's List at the time, so then he wanted to move on after that. Um, don't quote me on that. Uh, he went on to require uh, acquire, apparently the rights for 1.5 million before its publication. How insane before it was published, but he was, but Crichton was paid $500,000. No, sorry. Spielberg was paid $500,000 to adopt the novel for the screen. I believe. Oh, wow. Um, and the script left out a lot of violence. Like I said before, that was depicted in the book because Mm -hmm. I thought it would be like too scary for kids as is. Um, there were major changes in characters, um, filming, like I said earlier, filming took place in Hawaii and in parts of California. Oh, okay, so not Costa Rica. I guess it does look more like Hawaii, though. Yeah, and then while they were in Hawaii, apparently, and I can't remember, I didn't write down the tornado name, but there was a tornado. Oh. So they actually had to, like, stay there during the tornado and find shelter. So they actually got, like, more connected with each other as people and actors, apparently. Oh, wait, so the storm that's in the show, is that a real storm? That or is I, that fake? That I, that I tried to actually find out, and I couldn't. So I There's a storm in the book, right? There's a storm in the book, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, it's awesome that Jurassic Park premiered in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, the T-Rex puppet, which I believe is the only real life, not life model, but like full life model, at the time was 36 feet long, 18 feet tall, and weighed 12,000 pounds. Damn. Yeah. And had to be dried down every day with towels and a blow dryer after the rain scenes. Oh, wow. Like the outer uh, skin is like completely made of foam and it's not supposed to support water weight. 
Oh, wow. And there's actually a video on YouTube. It's very, it's very short, but it's like the T-Rex like malfunctioning. So it, oh looks, my like, God. <laughs> it looks like it's hemorrhaging. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. It's like totally wet. Yeah. And uh, like, uh, yeah, a, a real life hurricane hit, uh, not tornado, hurricane, uh, playing a, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah. To make the scene. That was the most elegant belch I've ever heard in my entire life. Is that a belch? <laughs> All right. No, no, it, it's it was perfect. <laughs> I was like, "What was that sound?" <laughs> Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey doesn't know where the mute button is. <laughs> Apparently, um, but to make that uh, water in the cup scene like shake, there was a guitar string that was hooked up under the car, and when it was struck by like one of the crew members, it like shook. Yeah. Oh, I cool. I, I think I saw that somewhere yeah, too. Yeah, and that was kind of cool. Um, and then I think that's it. Oh no! And then I have the sounds that were mixed to make the Velociraptor sounds were that of walrus and dolphin. How weird! Yeah, that's walrus cool. and a dolphin. I mean, you can right if you listen to it, you can hear it too. Yeah, especially like, the dolphin. Yeah. Like I think the dolphin was like that high pitch shriek. And then the uh, the walrus was like that very low snarl, like. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Oh my god, this is now like a sound effect podcast. <laughs> and I do have a note about the T Rex when he's stomping. Those sounds are actually redwood trees falling. Whoa, that's actually really cool. Oh, yeah, that's isn't cool. that amazing? Yeah, that's mm. cool. Because it definitely is like a boom. Boom. Yeah. It's like so loud. Charles, what you got? <laughs> All right. Um, this movie has a, uh, on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a critics and audience score of 91%. Oh, I was going to say 95, 91. Yeah, it's kind of low, right? Like, yeah, I thought it was going to be like 100. Is there anything with 100? Maybe, like both hundreds? Maybe, like something that everyone I don't thinks know. is amazing? Maybe Schindler's List? I mean, everyone's afraid maybe. to say anything bad about that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I mean, it's, it's, it's an awful topic, but it's... It's a good movie. Yeah. yeah. So this movie was nominated for three Oscars for Best Sound, Best Sound Effects Editing, and Best Visual Effects, and it won all three. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, and this was also the year that Schindler's List was nominated at the Oscars. So um, Schindler's List won seven Oscars. And uh, this one won 10. So Spielberg basically cleaned up everything uh, that year. Mm. Um, and this is possibly my favorite bit of trivia. The soundtrack to Jurassic Park was what Tanya Harding skated to at the 1994 Winter Olympics. And the performance where she has the broken lace. That, it, she's skating to Jurassic Park. Oh my god! So officially cool. so awesome. This is a Tanya Harding podcast. <laughs> this is not a Nancy Kerrigan side podcast. Just so everyone is aware. Um, not that I don't like her, but Tanya's, you know, she's Tan- Tanya's pretty pretty badass. Like... She made a triple axle. Yeah, like. <laughs> She's dope. So is Surya Bonnelly, and I'm waiting for those biopics. I'm oh waiting for a biopic on Surya Bonnelly. Oh my god! Anyone hasn't seen uh, what is it? I Heart Tanya. I Tanya. I Tanya. Fucking go see it. It's amazing. It's so good. So it's good. on Hulu. It's so yeah. good. 
Oh. So fucking um, good. So I also have a section about uh, the sounds that they mix together to create the dinosaur sounds in the movie. Um, and in addition to the dolphin and the walrus that Mike was talking about, they also use a um, they also use sort of a, a tortoise mating call what? for when the raptors are in the kitchen and um, like they're sort of communicating with each other, mm-hmm. and then oh, um, like, uh, kind of, and. Yeah. And then in the scene when like in there when they're also in the kitchen and that and that other raptors go like arr, arr, yeah. arr. um so that's, that's a tortoise? that that's apparently a crane. Oh. Um oh and then for like the sounds of like kind of the heavy breathing, I think they used a horse. And um apparently there's also a goose mix in there somewhere too. Wow, um, that's so crazy. Yeah. Um and so for the Brachiosaurus. That's sort of a mixture of swans, geese, and a whale. Damn. Oh, yeah, because it's really big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it needs that big sound. You know? um, Whales are so cool. I know, right? Like, I was watching a like a YouTube of, like, whales, and uh, I, I guess it's – is it the blue whale that's the largest? Mm-hmm. And, like, it was so crazy how it takes so much energy for them to just lift – their mouth like when they eat that krill that they're like if there's just a little bit they won't even do it because it's like the amount of water that it takes in Mm -hmm. when it eats like i mean it just eats so many it's crazy when you see them eat you see them like open their mouth and it's like they're just so massive they're really cool though um so for the tyrannosaurus there's actually a video on youtube that sort of breaks down like that really famous scene where the tyrannosaurus breaks down the fence and like steps out into the park Mm -hmm. um but um, apparently for the transverse footsteps, they use the sonic boom of, like, a fighter jet. Wow. Like that, like that low, like, rumbling, like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. Um, and so for the main roar, like, um, apparently it's composed of a mixture of an elephant, a lion, and an alligator. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think there's some other stuff mixed mix in there too, but like I think those are like the main things. Um, and then for the Dilophosaurus, that is a mixture of um, a swan, which is sort of that like high pitched like hooting sound that Mike refers to. Oh hears. yeah, yeah. And then um, once it like once it sort of corners him and like it like spreads its frill, and you hear that like ah, <laughs> <that> <laughs> So that's apparently a howler monkey, and oh, then, monkey. Um, <laughs> and um, then there's like a then like the frill makes a rattling sound, which is caused by a r- rattlesnake. Mm. So, oh wow! Oh yeah, that's so right. Like, it does have that yeah. like weird rattle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh um, wow! Cool. And then my next section is about all the things that um, they um, the uh, filmmakers got wrong. Oh yeah, what did they get wrong? So, regarding the the Velociraptors, um, apparently Michael Crichton didn't know dick about dinosaurs at all. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, did he consult with any like paleontologists? Did but I mean I I don't know. There's there's like a point in the book when he confuses a dead duckbill dinosaur and refers to it as like a sauropod. I'm just like you fucking idiot. (laughs) This is really in the weeds for us. For, like, dinosaur uh, people who are enthusiasts of dinosaurs, um, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, okay, so the animals that are referred to as velociraptors in the movie 
are actually like there's actually like a dinosaur called Deinonychus. So oh. there was a there was a the the paleontologists who like Michael Crichton consulted classify Deinonychus as a Velociraptor. But the thing is, is that the is that no one else in paleontology did. So really, yeah. So he just kind of did it on on his own. So so these animals are basically a creature called Deinonychus, which is about the same size, about ten feet long, about four to five feet high. Um, Oh, wow. And um, so, but um, Velociraptors lived in Mongolia and China. And um, they. Only? Uh, yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. um, but Dionychus lived in North America. Oh, okay. Um, and so they found these things on their bones called. Um, the, there's, there's like a Latin phrase for it, but like um, they're basically quill knobs, which is what modern birds have and they're like fixtures to where like feathers are fixed to the arms. Um, So that basically means that they are pretty sure Velociraptor had feathers. Um, Wasn't there a rendering kind of recently of like now with what they know about dinosaurs, like they had a photo, I think some scientists had a photo, like computer drawing of what they actually think it looked like. And it had feathers on it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like brighter. Yeah. It wasn't like that Brown. Um, Someone had bright colors. Well, they think that dinosaurs had really good eyesight. So they're probably very colorful creatures, a lot like birds are. So cool. Um, but like velociraptors were actually about three feet tall and about six feet long. So they're, I would say they're about the size of like a coyote probably. Oh, so Um, they're not like crazy huge. Like, yeah, but, but Deinonychus was about the size of, about the size of the dinosaurs we see in the movie. And then shortly after this movie had, was finished filming, they found this thing called a Utah Raptor out in a place called Utah. Um, (laughs) oh really yeah um and not in florida or (laughs) montana (laughs) and so it was basically a this was basically the largest dromaeosaur like ever discovered and so it was probably about 10 feet tall and like about 20 feet long so this was like a giant raptor that like (gasps) was actually that big wow Um, um and um, they they think that raptors are pretty smart, but like in the novel, like it said that you know Muldoon says they're at least as smart as chimpanzees, and that probably wasn't true. But they were probably uh, they were probably like very intelligent animals. Um, they probably, Do you think not as intelligent as a chimpanzee, I or mean, you think more intelligent? I mean, I don't think they were as intelligent, but I think compared to the rest of the dinosaurs that they lived with, they were still pretty smart. So that yeah, they, do you think they, yeah, they, they really couldn't open the doors and shit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, who knows? There were no doors. Um, oh well, sure. we'll also get. I, I actually have a n- note about that too. Um, oh really? Yeah. Oh, so um, so their skulls were like much longer and narrower, um, than like what we see see in the movie, mm-hmm. and um, really even more yeah. narrow. Wow. Yeah, like they um, like you know the uh, like in, in, in the like in the movie they're kind of like um, they're kind of rounded. And I think they're like really narrow, kind of like a, kind of like a, like a crocodile or a komodo dragon, like kind oh, of. Oh like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that long like mouth. Um, they probably so um, they probably didn't use they're they're probably didn't use their claws for like disemboweling prey and like ripping creatures open the way it's like kind of described like it's it's thought that they kind of like 
use their claws at, in like a much more precise way. Like you might have like targeted like um, either the neck or like a major blood vessel and just kind of like kicked at it. Or they might have like, like um, jumped on the back of an animal and like kind of like used their like big toe claws as like hooks and basically used their yeah. forearms kind of like rip, rip into it and to bite. But and um, couldn't they climb? Didn't they climb trees? It's 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 very possible. I mean, I yeah, I, with those claws, like I would feel like they'd be able to like latch on. Yeah. Um. So one thing that uh, I actually thought was really interesting is that you um the way the raptors hold their hands in the movie, they're sort of like tucked. They're sort of like facing downward, and they're sort of like held up against their body, like the T Rex. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. So, um, that was apparently anatomically impossible for like actual raptors. Oh, so oh. they think that like they they held um, they held their hands like sort of um, like so they were sort of facing each other. So they're sort of held kind of like sideways, oh. and that um, and they did an anatomical study because like a lot of paleontology involves like like uh, like putting data into like a computer simulation, and so they found out or they discovered that when a raptor would extend its arm, the wrist, the arm would rotate upwards. So, so that meant that, um, like, um, so that meant it could probably not open doors just the way that they naturally held their hands. Um, yeah, that's right. It's not facing down. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's all I have for the raptors. Um, Ooh, that's awesome. The, the um, regarding the Dilophosaurus, um, <laughs> this is um, this uh, yeah. Um, Wait, that's uh, the one with the venom. Yes. So yeah. the actual Dilophosaurus was about twenty feet long and about fuck eight to ten mm. feet high. That's but way I, bigger than uh, in the movie. yeah. Yeah. I heard that Spielberg looks like a, a little baby dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I heard that Spielberg wanted to um, wanted to make the Dilophosaurus smaller so it wouldn't be confused with any other dinosaur in the movie. And I was like, why would that happen? Like, yeah, I mean, why that fan and that venom, <laughs> like <laughs> that like collar that comes out, like no other dinosaur had that. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, D- Dilophosaurus. Um, I heard that the uh that Stan Winston later said he uh thought he referred to it as a juvenile Dilophosaurus, but I'm not sure if that's... Oh, okay. Anyway. But, um, so in real life, Dilophosaurus had no frill, could not spit venom. Really? Um, nope. Um, that was totally made up? Oh. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, like, oh. I think, like, Michael Crichton liked to kind of, like, embellish the dinosaurs, kind of make them, like, m- more interesting, because, like, you know, a lot of times... Like, um, it's hard to tell how an animal behaves just by looking at the fossils. So I think he was sort of trying to, you know, just kind of um, play with that. And actually, just within the last year or so, Dilophosaurus got kind of an update. Like, they found a couple of new fossils. And so, um, like, the uh, crest on its head was sort of a lot larger than people had thought. Um, And... There's a line in the book that the reason Dilophosaurus, Dilophosauri, <laughs> um, like spit venom is because they had weak jaws, which is like which was thought to be true. But oh, and that's how they killed their prey. Yeah. Um. But they found new um a like new fossil. The jaws are a lot stronger than they had thought. So um so like Dilophosaurus was, was basically like a pretty apex predator in, in its in its in, environment. Oh wow. Um. 
cool. Gallimimus. Um, they with, look like raptors. Yes. Well, I kind of, sort of. Well, they're both theropods, so they're both kind of related. So oh, wait, okay. Um, Do you say Gallimimus or Gelimimus? It's Gallimimus. I always right? call it get gal galminus because in ornithology the order galliformes refers to like chickens and like you know grouse and stuff like that and like that's okay um and its name means foul mimic like foul referring to birds so um so it most likely had feathers and i think it was um i think the size was like pretty good i think they're about 20 feet long in real life that's long um Brachiosaurus is now re- referred to as Giraffe Titan. <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Oh wait, it's not Brachiosaurus anymore. No, it's um, no scientists call it Giraffe Titan. And um, why? I think um, I I don't know. I think that like stuff gets kind of shuffled around a lot of times, and like fossils get reclassified. So oh, wow. um, and um, the uh, tripod stance that it does in the beginning of the movie it could not do in real life. Like that um, was sort of like a speculative trait mm-hmm. that they added. Oh, then, when it was like eating that, um, the leaves. Yes. It couldn't like balance on its back, back legs like that. Yeah. And like grab it. Um, and then for Tyrannosaurus, um, scientists think it had excellent vision um so not what they tell everyone to do and, like and mm-hmm. smell standing still would not work yeah i was gonna <laughs> say that was my other question was that right when their nose was right over it, i'm like can it smell yeah i mean i i don't know like does rain affect like an animal's sense of smell i don't know i think it probably lessens it yeah but i don't yeah. think it like takes it away um but i mean it's sort of silly to think that like standing still would like um, like n- work as a defense because a lot of animals' natural instincts when they're faced with a predator is to not move. So mm-hmm. you, you know, in, in order to be successful, a predator has to be able to like see a like non-moving object. Um, uh, unless you're a cheetah, yes. but even then, they <laughs> they zero in when they're stopped. Yeah, like when the yeah they decide they're gonna they're they're gonna hunt the animal like as they probably pick it out from a herd yes. and start charging and then it starts moving and then they. Because they know they can outrun it. Yeah. Somewhat, most of the time. Um, there, there's... Sorry, I love cheetahs. <laughs> oh, no, I do too. Cheetahs are, are, are really cool. They're so fucking cool. Um, <laughs> there's sort of a debate going on in paleontology right now as to whether or not Tyrannosaurus had lips. Because Lips? Like, yeah, so you know how in the movie how its teeth are kind of exposed? Yeah. Uh-huh. So they think that... Um, that like um it would have probably ha- lips in the sense that like its teeth would have probably been covered oh um and um the gen- how do they know that can they tell by the bo- they can tell by the bones yeah well i mean i i don't know if there's any fossil evidence for it. i think it's just sort of a theory that people have oh okay um and then um the jury's still out as to whether or not transfers had feathers or not they oh yeah um, i'd heard that too they um they found a um they found like actually skin impressions of of, of of a fossil and i think the part of the body that was i think it was like sort of like the torso and like the upper thigh and like it appeared to that um like um the uh like the uh, sort of like leathery kind of pebbled skin as it's portrayed in the movie seems to be pretty pretty correct oh okay 
So um, it's um, it's possible they had feathers and we just don't know. But wow. um, and then my last part um, has to do with casting. Yeah. So, um, these are the people who. Um, oh, um, for that. Um, apparently, James Cameron wanted to really want. Yeah, I to heard this. Make this make this movie. Really. Uh huh. <laughs> And that he would have made it like a lot darker than Spielberg oh, did. Yeah, and that he wanted um, Alan Grant to be played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, he wanted <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, ma'am. He wanted Malcolm to be played by Bill Paxton, ma'am. Uh, yeah, I could see that. Maybe. I mean, maybe. Okay. And yeah, he, I can see that. He wanted Hammond to be played by Charlton Heston. Oh, um, he's an <laughs> evil old man. <laughs> Moses. <laughs> okay. In, in the Ten Commandments. He's Moses. Um, so these are the people who were considered for Alan Grant. Harrison Ford, Richard Dreyfus, Kurt Russell, William Hurt, Dennis Quaid, Kevin yeah. Costner. I can see all of those. Yeah, yeah, I can see all of that. Except for Harrison Ford, which I read that he turned down that role. Yeah, yeah, I, I read that too. Isn't he um, Indiana Jones? Hmm? Well, yeah, he's Indiana Jones, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then these are the people who they considered to um, play John Hammond. Sean Connery, Clint Eastwood, and Marlon Brando. I could Marlon see. Marlon Brando, could you imagine? I mean, I he know. did do Island of Dr. Moreau, which is kind of like a weird-ass <laughs> Jurassic Park. In it. Yeah, that is a weird one. <laughs> Isn't Val Kilmer in that? We were gonna do it, but I didn't know that if people like really cared cared about it, it's very if they would listen to it. It's, it's very a weird. Cult, cult, underground cult classic. <laughs> yeah, kind of right. I mean, I'll do a poll. Yeah, based on a book, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think okay. so. Right. And Nancy from <laughs> The Craft is in it too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Faruza. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Couldn't remember her name. <laughs> So these are the people who they considered casting as Ian Malcolm. Okay. Jim Carrey. No, I saw that. Apparently he was their second choice, like if um, Jeff Goldblum turned it down. So. Wow, could you imagine? I can't. Um, no, that wouldn't have worked. Uh, Michael Keaton. Bruce no. Campbell. Maybe. Oh, Who's that? Bruce Campbell. He's like an army of darkness. Oh, that's- oh okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, yeah. Johnny Depp. No. No. Ted, Ted, Johnny Depp. Ted Danson. No. <laughs> this is a joke. This has to be a joke. This is horrible. So, okay. Steve Gutenberg. No. <laughs> that again. And Michael J. Fox. No. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg. The only no. reason I know Steve Gutenberg is because it's a reference in a Simpsons episode. <laughs> in that, like, we do, we do when Homer joins this like oh. secret society. Uh, and they mention, like, who made Steve Gutenberg a star? We do. <laughs> That's the only reason I know he's like an old actor, but I don't I have no idea. I'm gonna look him up now. <laughs> um these are the people who they consider playing Ellie. Oh yeah, this Ellie. is th- this is a list. Um, oh really? Okay. Shit. Sandra Bullock, Gwen Paltrow, Julianne Moore, Helen. Okay, Hunt, she's in the second one. Yeah. Terry Hatcher. Really. El- El- Elizabeth Hurley. No. Robin oh, okay. Wright. Nicole Kidman. Heather Graham. Lisa Rinna. 
I mean, if she had been cast, her life would have been probably very different. Um, yeah. Uh, Renee Zell- Zellweger. Yeah. Um, okay. M- Mariska Hargitay. Oh. Um, Laura Lenny. Really? Jodie Foster. Really? Sigourney oh. Weaver. Michelle I can see Pfeiffer. that. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that, too. Yeah, yeah. I do, too. Uh, Ali Sheedy. G- Gina Davis. Wow. Daryl... Uh, <laughs> Daryl Hannah, I can see that. Jennifer Gray, Kelly M- M- Kelly McGillis, Jamie Lee Curtis. Wow, wow. Uh, so apparently, they need just a woman. Right. <laughs> like, apparently, her character is not developed enough that it's written for a certain kind of actor. It's like we just need a woman yeah. <laughs> running around and and like you know trying to solve shit. Uh okay. Um Linda Hamilton, which I actually would have been kind of interested in seeing. That would be cool. She would have um, looked ass. Like yeah. she would have been able to those dinosaurs. She'd be like Alan Grant, who? What? <laughs> and then on the other side, we also have Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, what? <laughs> She's too small. Uh Bridget Fonda, Joan Cusack, and Deborah Winger. This is like all of the working <laughs> actresses in the nineties, like like major film actors, like blockbuster. Like it's not, it's like such a wide list. I know. So, like, like, what do you want? So, I mean, I think that I, th- I think that uh, Laura Dern was actually pretty was really good in this movie. So I'm glad she got cast. So good, and I'm really. It's so weird too because the last movie that I reviewed with Laura Dern was Wild at Heart with Nick Cage, and it's vastly different. <laughs> like that's like a, that weird David Lynch film uh, where they're essentially like just banging and going on a weird road trip. Yeah, that's really good. Um, it's really good. Yeah, but it's just so weird that she would like do that and then do this huge movie. Yeah. Um, and then my last casting note is that Charlie Sheen was almost cast as Dennis Nedry. <gasps> no, but Newman's the best. Yeah, he's pretty good. Wow, crazy! Wait, is that that's your behind the scenes? Yes. Wow, this is gonna be a supersized episode. I hope everyone's really interested in dinosaurs, and I'm glad that you guys went first because I was trying to see if I had any of the same notes. Yeah. Um. So here's what I have. This is the the biggest shock of all that i cannot believe no one discussed that this budget was only 63 million dollars oh really how the fuck did they pull all this off like this movie looks like it would cost like 500 million dollars yeah (laughs) that's crazy (laughs) i probably should look up what 63 million is in today's money because it probably is like 150 or probably is like over 100 with inflation um but guess what it made a fucking billion dollers worldwide if as if you could tell that they did an exponential amount of uh sequels uh we we can get into that uh in a second once i finish this we'll we'll have a little sequel talk um good i'm glad you guys didn't get this okay so jeff goldblum and laura dern met and were kind of sort of flirting as you could tell in the helicopter they dated and were engaged for two years after this jeff Yes. Oh my God. Jeff Goldblum loves to date his co-stars. Oh, okay. As a rule, he was also married to Gina Davis. Ooh. I forgot what they did. I think they were married twice, but in any oh, case, was she in The Fly? Uh, she might have been. Okay. I don't know. I don't think I've seen that full movie. 
Um, let's see. Harrison Ford recovered. The crew used to have routine safety meetings about the T-Rex. Yeah. Like how it operated. Isn't that crazy? Because it was just like so like weird and it had like the way that it was. Yeah. I mean, you could easily get hurt if you didn't know exactly how to approach this thing. So it was yeah. very like crazy. Yeah, it's like a huge machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Spielberg received $250 million from gross and profit participation. The most that anyone has been paid for any film ever. Oh, wow. Still. So that means even Downey, when he did Endgame, he got like, what, 75? Still nowhere close to 250. Oh, wow. Which is nuts. I mean, Downey Grantley isn't, isn't a director. And I guess Spielberg probably got all that money for director and the fucking like rewriting the script mm-hmm. like you know so i'm sure he got like so much money but um ariana richards who plays lex mm-hmm. she's the only one that kenner did not make an action figure out of yeah they made dr malcolm later like she thought that they were going to make hers when they made Malcolm's because apparently they waited forever and they never made it. I thought I saw a figure of her, but I guess not. These are the the Kenner ones. Oh, Kenner. Yeah, I don't know. If, yeah, that's like a specific toy brand. And maybe other places yeah. did, but I guess like the big ones, like she was kind of mad about that, yeah. which really fucking sucks. And she didn't really do anything after. She after was in a sequel, but that's it. Yeah, yeah, that was kind of it. Apparently she got really into paleontology and I think was shadowing one of the advisors for a while. Oh, cool. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. But I think she kind of left Hollywood Hmm. um, pretty much. Now, speaking of sequels, there is the second one, Lost World. What is that? What is it called? Like something San Diego? Uh, I think it's just called called Lost World. It's just called Lost World? Okay. And there's Jurassic Park 3. Okay, the second one, not a fan. I don't know what you guys would, what grade would you give the second one? I give I, this one a fucking A plus. Yeah, same. I, I mean, I I love the second movie up until like the last half an hour. So I guess maybe like a maybe like a B minus. Mm, okay, that's pretty good. Yeah, I was gonna say C. Yeah, I would I would say probably C minus. I know people are gonna hate me, and I'm so sorry for it. I don't it, think so. I don't like Julianne Moore. Oh. I think. She's Oh, is she one of? Is she your Julia Roberts? She is my total Julia Roberts. Oh, yeah. wow, um, nice. I, I think she really is, and ruined Hannibal. I mean, let's not talk about that. But um, I don't remember. I don't and then remember. it was a very, it was a very um, same kind of predicament that they did with uh, King Kong. They brought him to New York. They brought T Rex to what? Cal- uh, San Francisco in this San one. Diego. San Diego. So I'm just like, okay, this kind of story has been told, you know. I, know. I hope they don't do that for this new one but i'm I'm glad they got better you know i mean they, they did get better i jurassic park 3 i really like yeah, yeah me too because yeah. we got alessandro nevola and we got let's be real. we finally got pterodactyls <laughs> yes in that cage it's yep. a bird cage it was great i really liked the two islands vibe too how there was like the research island and like the ivf island essentially that like mm-hmm. made all of the dinosaurs i thought it was kind of cool that they're yeah. like the two different islands um so i would give that one a solid like b yeah the yeah, third yeah. one i thought that one was pretty good yeah um jurassic world i fucking loved like oh, that yeah. movie is awesome i'm gonna give it like a solid b plus maybe even an a minus because I really liked that one. I didn't think I it was going to be that good, and it, it was really good. What yeah, did you guys same. think? I uh, I'm going to go with an A minus for Jurassic World. Yeah, it was great. The first one, yeah. And the uh, second one, the most recent one. What do you guys think about that one? Fallen Kingdom. It was fine, I guess. 
don't, I don't know. I just don't really like the direction that the franchise seems to be going in. It just doesn't really seem. And the same guy didn't do it. Didn't I'm, Colin yeah. Trevorrow didn't do the second one, which no. sucks. I'm having trouble wrapping my finger around uh, the cloning of the human girl because I know very Resident weird. Evil to me now. So I'm like, again, with the second one, I'm like, this story is kind of being told in a weird direction kind of way. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm very stoked to see if they do a connection or they just like leave it. (laughs) You know, I I, I think Goldblum is in this. Aren't they all in the new one? The one that's coming out. Yeah. Alan, Ellie and E. Yeah. The main three adults. So that should be interesting. And Chris Pratt, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, Bryce uh, Dallas Howard. Yes, I call, and, I call her. I call her heels. <laughs> yeah, she always fucking walks around. And I running. Oh God, I like want her job. Like she, 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 I want. She like has. She like. I love her outfits. And I don't know what she studied in school to get that job. I don't know if she studied business or biology or both, but I want PR. Like she's PR. Yeah. She's like straight up Kelly Catrone. <laughs> like that's yeah. really what she is of the dinosaur world. Yeah, totally. That's so funny. So yeah, the new sequel is coming out, I guess twenty two. I think they're wrapped already. Oh, yeah. So it, hopefully it should come out next year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Let's move on to the fashion. Sue Moore is the costume director for this one. So fucking awesome. Uh, I have a few notes. There aren't that many because they basically have two outfits. Mm -hmm. Most of them because their outfits just get like ravaged throughout the journey. I just wrote that lawyer has such an 80s suit when he comes into that mine on that little raft. I thought it was kind of funny. Um, I really like Dr. Grant's hats. Yeah, I think they're really cool. I like his red plaid shirt in the beginning. And they all have khakis, which is cool. Uh, Laura Dern's Canadian tuxedo in the beginning. Mm-hmm. With her yeah. beige hat, which I think is really cool. It's like a beige safari hat. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that Dr. Hammond wears all white and Dr. Malcolm wears all black. Yeah. I think that's really cool, like how that goes. And I just wrote, ugh, Dr. Malcolm. He's so perfect. I love Jeff Goldblum. I think he's so hot even now. Um, and he has that leather jacket. Like he just looks dope, and he just looks so fucking cool. Yeah. Wait, was Charlie Sheen supposed to be Doctor Malcolm? Uh, he was supposed to be Nedry. Nedry. Oh, Wayne Knight. Okay. Yeah. 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 Human. Ian Malcolm <laughs> wore black pants, so I decided to wear black pants. <laughs> I love him though. He's so cool. <laughs> he is. He is really cool. I like his little open shirt, like. Uh, seen there for a second where he's just like laying down after oh, he's like, freshly injured and he's just like hey <laughs> oh god this scene is so iconic when he's just like kind of lounging on his side and he's like it's a little, um, exposed it's a little and Funko figure too you can tell <laughs> oh, that yeah. sweat dripping off of his chest and you can like <laughs> tell he's lost a lot of blood so he's kind of like a little d- d- delusional you know <laughs> so, woozy. yeah and you know like ellie's giving him that morphine so he's just like hey (laughs) i know that's right she's like dr malcolm will be fine i gave him a shot of morphine i was like aren't you a paleobotanist right (laughs) you're giving shots now what the fuck what's going on here does like barbie with a thousand jobs does does morphine work on a redwood tree like (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah what are you doing (laughs) what are you doing with this like um and then i also wrote ooh, the adventure outfits throughout the film but get torn up 
Um, so Dr. Grant has that denim shirt and that red bandana, which is kind of cool. And the khaki pants and the hat. Dr. Sadler has that peach shirt. And then she has that like kind of purpley lilac muscle tee, mm-hmm. which uh, I love that Bryce Dallas Howard or Claire has on in Jurassic World. She has like the same color and then she ties her shirt. Oh, does like, just Yeah, she has the same color shirt on oh. underneath that white shirt. And when she, remember in Chris Pratt says like, come on, you got to help me like find this animal. And then she takes the thing off and then she ties it. Yeah. Oh, right, right, And he's right. like, what's that supposed to mean? And like, that's exactly what Laura Dern had on in yeah. the for original, <laughs> which I thought that was really cool. Um, she has those cool hiking boots mm-hmm. and socks that I think is really cool. And it's like tucked in with the belt. It's very mm-hmm. 90s. Very. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And the kids, I just thought like, they're so typical 90s, like theme park clothes. Like what you would wear to go to like the theme park, and I, I also Tim looks like Doctor Grant. Yeah, like he has the same right? like bandana and like denim shirt. Like he's kind of dressed the same, and then that bright purple hat that Lex has on. I was like, I had a hat like that. <laughs> it was like just a plain hat, the way that was shaped. I um, thought it was really read a casting or not not, not a casting note, but a note in like the IMDb section that like said all the people that live were like dressed in sort of bright vibrant colors like ellie and alan are in like bright blues and like you know pinks and the kids are in like blues and purples and all the oh. characters that die wear like lots of dull colors like beige and blue and the kids are sort of like a mixture of both which means that they live but they go through some horrible shit so they live, but they do not live well, I guess. They have mud all over them at the end. It's yeah. all, like, brown. <laughs> yeah, they've, like, been through a war. Yeah. There's one scene in particular that I thought Tim actually had, like, a heart palpitation. <laughs> when I think, like, Lex comes up from the back when they're in the kitchen and she grabs him to, like, move out. And he's, yeah. like, catching his breath. He's, like, <sighs> and then she grabs him and he's, like, <gasps> Like yeah, I was like, face, oh god! It looked, it looked like he had no idea she was behind him, and he was like, ah, like he just looked so scared. I was like, poor little Tim, I love him. <laughs> He's also in the Cure, which is like probably one of the best movies ever. Mm. Um, it came out two years later with Brad Renfro. Uh, we may might review that one. It's really sad, but it's oh, it's so good. Have either one of you seen that? I I've seen the trailer for, it, but I've never seen the movie. I've never seen it. Oh my god! It was like one of my favorite films growing up. Like I had the VHS, and my mom always got worried. She's like, "What was this? this? You kept watching this movie all the time." And then she's like, "Finally, one day I was gone or whatever, and she watched it, and she was like, I was just bawling. Like it's oh, about really? a he, yeah, he plays Joseph Mazzello, who's Tim. He plays uh, a boy that has AIDS, uh-huh. and this is nineteen. 19- 95 and brad renfro lives in the neighborhood and he like befriends him and this is back when like people didn't know much about aids and they were just like stay away from him like don't talk to him and they like run away together and have this cool like adventure oh my god yeah it's really good it's so so good yeah um so yeah that was just a few years after this so mm. uh yeah what do you guys have do you have any fashion notes it's not like a crazy yeah um, I tried to imitate Dr. Sattler's outfit as a 10-year-old on multiple occasions. Like, he was wearing a shirt that would tie at the waist. Um, oh, I did that, too, yeah. <laughs> I love how you guys are like, oh, yeah, I did that, too. Um, like, <laughs> like, last week at the club. I mean, Ellie Sattler is probably my fashion icon. <laughs> so, I do kind of love her. Um, and um, also, I really, when in the scene when Nedry meets Dodgson, I love Dodgson's hat. And I love yeah. his sunglasses. 
The one that he takes off and he's yeah. like, what are you, a secret agent? Like, takes his hat off. I was yeah. like, what? He's in Costa Rica. <laughs> like, everyone wears those straw hats. What are you doing? Um, we already, uh, so yeah, that's, is that all you guys have for fashion? Yeah. Cool. We mentioned John Williams did the score. Um, that's all I have for music. It's just incredible. It's a great score anyway. Yes. Yeah, so, so good. So let's get into uh, favorite scenes and lines. I just took like kind of general notes, but do you guys want to do like, let's do one each. So like, what's your first one, Charles? What's your favorite? Um, or if you have any lines, do you have any quotes that are your favorite? Let's see. Um, is my first one. <laughs> so I keep, I keep going back and forth, but I think my favorite scene is probably the Raptors in the kitchen scene. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Um, and there's a quote from the novel that um, I wanted to read if I, Oh yeah. Okay. So, um, I so I, I just, um, I don't know. Um, there's uh, it's that scene. Like it's, it's, it's like still genuinely scary. Um, and um, so this is from the, um, so this is from the novel. First of all, I, I, I got mad cause I feel like the children are making too much noise like you know like when they're in, in the kitchen they're they like peek around the corner and then the, the the raptor snarls and then they like gasp and like and you know like slam up slam up against the cabinets and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. um but there's a scene in the novel like so the situation is more or less the same as it is in the movie but like um the kitchen is completely dark and Tim <sighs> basically, um, you know, Lex is younger. So Tim basically um, gets her into a cabinet where she's safe or, you know, and then um, Tim still has the night v- vision goggles. So, oh. but there's this uh, quote that I really loved. Um, and um, so um, basically he has, he has on night vision goggles and he's trying to find a hiding place and the Raptor, turns um is basically coming to the kitchen and looks right at him and he freezes and so um the quote is tim felt his heart pounding somehow it was worse to be confronted by an animal like this in in a kitchen instead of the open forest the size the quick movements the pungent odor the hissing breath up close it was a much more frightening animal than the tyrannosaur the tyrannosaur was huge and powerful but it wasn't especially smart. The Velociraptor was man-sized, and it was clearly quick and intelligent. Tim feared the searching eyes almost as much as the sharp teeth. Oh, it is creepy. Yeah. I need to read this book. Yeah. It sounds like it's just, like, so good. It, it is. It's been a long time, but I definitely want to read it. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. What about you, Mike? What's your first oh. one? Like Charles, I mean, even though I said it was scary as hell as a kid and it's still scary now, like the kitchen scene is probably the better, more interactive scene for me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely it definitely has its problems because, I mean, they're kids and they're they're making all this noise. The Velociraptors just like I think those are my favorite dinosaurs, to be honest. Mine's um, a Triceratops. actually i did have a little bit uh, a note about that they actually made a baby uh, triceratops that was supposed to be in the movie but never made it in oh no didn't that other animal kill the triceratops in the jurassic world oh the Mm. dominus yeah yeah did it i don't know 
Triceratopser. Maybe it was in the second one. It was in one of them. Because I was like, yay, finally! Or the Stegosaurus. That one's kind of cool, too. Yeah. That one's really cool. That one's in one of them. The Stegosaurus is in one of the movies, too. But I didn't write down, like, a favorite line or anything. I think they just... Yeah. Oh, the kitchen? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't have... That is definitely my favorite, my favorite scene. My most horrific scene, but, like, in a good way. Yeah, cool. Um, I have a, just a few notes here. Uh, I love in the in the opening that you, like, don't see the animal. Mm-hmm. Like, throughout that whole thing, you just see that worker being, like, pulled. And then, like, the way you see his hand, like, slowly lose the grip. So you still, like, you see part of it and you hear it, but I love how you still don't see it until even further into the story, which I thought was really cool. I also wrote, I wonder how much that worker's family got. They sued for $20 million, question mark. <laughs> I mean... They, they, I mean, if they're, if they opened in Jurassic World, then they probably had to pay, pay that family a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, right? Like a fuck ton. <laughs> Which I think is so funny. And I also wrote baby smell. <laughs> I like when he says that. Children don't smell. And she, he's like, yeah, they do. Baby smell. <laughs> she like wants to have kids. Um, my first favorite scene is when Hammond ruins the dig and he like flies in on that helicopter. Oh and, like, and they're trying to save the bones. Yeah, yeah. just blows dirt <laughs> everywhere. And they're like, okay, who's jerk <laughs> and, like, uh, and he's like in the trailer and he like pops the the champagne and like we're yeah. saving that <laughs> and he's like it's for today and i was like i love how they're so like they're like fuck you who is this loser and then they're like he's like i'll give you money for three years they're like where's the plane <laughs> <laughs> like they're like the hard life of a scientist if someone offers you funding you're like yes <laughs> <laughs> you just take it because it's so hard to get. I also have two. Um, that shaving cream transportation is so slick. Was that in the book? Yes. Oh, that exact way. Mm-hmm. It's really cool. Yeah, I really always liked that. I wrote also, Dr. Malcolm is my ideal man, <laughs> literally. <laughs> I love how he's flirting immediately and doesn't even give a fuck that there's Dr. Grant there. And he finds out later on when they're on the tour when he's like, oh, sorry, you guys... Uh... And he's like, yeah, we are. I was like, now you say something? You've been flirting with her <laughs> now in front of you. <laughs> yeah, like you've been flirting with her in front of you the whole time and you're just sitting there. That like that like scene when like Alan and Suarez will like first make small ta- talk with like Dr. Malcolm is like so funny to me. I know it's so <laughs> just, funny. He's like, Are you married? Uh yeah, occasionally. <laughs> I'm looking for the next Miss Malcolm, whatever. Yeah. I'm always on the lookout for a future ex Mrs. Malcolm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's just like Oh, and I love how like and I love in the in the helicopter where like Dr. Hammond's like I brought a scientist, you brought a rock star. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he is a rock star. Um, I also love that you see like their reactions before you see that bron or brachios- brachiosaurus. Is it brontosaurus? Brachiosaurus. Yeah. yeah, I love how you just see their reactions at first. Oh, I know. Like yeah. they, they they feel so real too. Like, yeah, yeah, like that's exactly how you would react if you were just like do do do, and then you're like Ooh. I love when like he sneezes. And- and like Tim goes, bless you. I know. God bless you. And she gets it all over herself. Yeah. Um, also, I wrote, how can you fill in DNA gaps? Is that possible to do? Um, I about don't know. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. They were like, we just plug in the. I was like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. How? how? I have a qu- I have a random question, by the way. So these so called Scientology, uh, Scient. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Whoa. <laughs> 
Um, I've been getting lots of Scientology ads on YouTube. It's really freaking no. And one of them's a really catchy song, so it's kind of working. <laughs> so these so-called scientists, right? How did they not know that um, frogs change sex? Well, certain it's a certain type of frog because they're apparently using frog DNA, but I think I think Dr. Malcolm's like, well, what kind of frog? There are certain frogs that can spontaneously change sex. Oh, he said yeah. certain. Well, yeah, a certain breed, which apparently they actually use. Well, it's n- n- not just frogs. Like there are like fish that can change sex, and like um, it'll happen in like reptiles, like in li- like in a couple lizards. I think it's been oh, observed wow. in like a couple birds. So it's like not as like um, out there as as it sounds. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I also have the yes, BD Wong as the pretentious scientist playing God. Um, I love that he's just like, um, yeah, we have population control. All of them are female. I wrote, okay, hold on. So if your security precaution is population control and making them all female, why are you making them all female and not male? Because females are allowed to carry children. Yeah. Wouldn't you make a lot of male dinosaurs that have no, because I would think even if they could spontaneously change sexes, they can't grow reproductive organs. Well, like have ovaries or can you to be able to like birth children? I think that they're sort of made female because female, this is going to make me sound really like sexist. And, but this is, I I think how they were thinking is that like the females and like a lot of species and a lot of animals are like smaller and they're more docile and like easier to control. So like, I mean, so, you know, and like males tend tend to be more aggressive. So I think they were sort of, thinking like um that that would probably be the best sex for the park (laughs) so yeah right yeah it probably is also easier i think too because they said that there's a chromosome that's added in the like certain stage of gestation and they just don't give them that chromosome which just makes them females i don't know if it would be harder to inject them with the other the y yeah like would it be harder to inject or whatever like the the yeah that's That's what I thought. And like, um, like I I think like we, I think basically everyone starts out life as females. So Mm -hmm. like, um, whatever chromosome that is, that is added, I think you would have to do it like at a really specific time. And if you didn't do it right, then you would get a mix, you know, males and females. So I don't know. That's true. I wrote also, I like the, I like obviously Dr. Malcolm's whole speech where he's like, I'm not convinced. Like this happens like life, you know, finds a way. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, uh, And then my my other favorite scene, I just like how I wrote this. I wrote the T-Rex scene, the chaos, the drama, (laughs) he left the kids, the road flare. (laughs) All so much. (laughs) It's all so much, but it's so good, though. Oh, my God, yeah. But, okay, so I've got um, a couple of other random questions, too. Yeah. Um, that maybe either of you can uh, answer. Um, does nobody know how to run this park? Because why are all the systems on one shutoff control panel, especially the fences? Well, I, okay, so Newman or Neary, he's Nedry, the, yeah. the one, Nedry? Neary? Nedry. 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 He's the one who has like rigged everything with the yeah, computer, yeah, totally. Right? So he's the only one who can do it, I guess right yeah yeah but isn't there like you know how like you have your emergency lights right oh they have like floodlights don't they they have generators 
But like, don't they have like a special section for dinosaur fences? Yeah, but I think because he okay the power. Yeah, he yeah he changed that that thing where it all shut down. That was just the security cameras, though. Or was that the power that he was shutting down as well? I mean, I think he basically took everything out in like one shot. So yeah, and then like, I think because of the storm, they couldn't get it back up. And then like, okay, and I then guess. where did the buffet come from all of a sudden? It's like a huge like <laughs> smorgasbord of dessert trays. Like it was always there. Remember, they had a lunch That's- before they left. And they That's had a whole gross. staff. <laughs> they had a staff. All, all and day? Out. Well, I mean, I guess they all the people left to get on the boat. All the employees, they left to go on that boat before the storm. Yeah. The only people left there were, uh, what is it, Crocodile Dundee, and like <laughs> the main people, and, and Nedry. And Samuel Jackson. Samuel Jackson, yeah. Hold on to your butts. Um. <laughs> So, um, Doctor Wu plays a larger role in in the, in the novel, and he's like yeah. he's like on the island, like while all this is going down. So it's just sort of a lot more interesting because he's basically, you know, like Hammond basically provided the money, but he's the one who basically made it happen. So yeah, I was gonna say he seems very. Uh, I, I also read too that B.D. Wong actually auditioned with clips from the novel, mm. like like passages from the novel, because in the novel he plays a bigger role, and he was kind of shocked that he was only needed for one day. Yeah, like he wasn't even like he and he was he's in the he's the only one I think who's in like all the other ones. Mm-hmm. Is he in the third one? He's in the fourth and the fifth one. Oh, oh okay, so he's not yeah. the second. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Damn, that's crazy. Um, I wrote, I love when uh, uh, Nedry's death scene is just so epic. Yeah. Yeah. Dinosaur's like in the passengers. I know. And he's like, here, here's stick. Stick, stupid. Stick. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to run you over when I get down here. I was like, oh, no, you're not. (laughs) You are so not. Um, God. That whole thing when when Tim is stuck in the car... And then the car just gets like, how do they film that? And the car gets like thrown off that embankment by the T-Rex and then into the tree. Yeah. And then he's getting out of the the tree and then he like turned that wheel. And I was like, you fucking idiot, Dr. Grant, why are you leaning on that wheel? And now it like turned, (laughs) the whole car is about to shoot down. Like, come on. But I thought that was really crazy. Um, and I also like this line. I'm not a computer nerd. I prefer to be called a hacker. Right. <laughs> I, like, I like that. It's really funny. Um, my my third, my last favorite scene is when Dr. Grant sees the eggs hatched. Like when they're all walking around. Oh, and he's, yeah. like, <gasps> he's like, oh my God. Dr. Oh my Grant. God, that poor little raptor. I feared for his life the first time because I thought he was going to squish it. Which one? The little, little baby raptor he's holding. Oh yeah, when it has the, when it, uh, the egg. Yes. And it like hatches. Oh, I was like, that raptor looks scared of you. <laughs> right? Um, I also wrote Sam Jackson and Ranger want to euthanize the animals because apparently there's something, there's some kind of like liposine that they get in their food. And if yeah. they don't get it, then they're going to die. So I, they're like, we should just do that. Just deny them their food. They're going to die. We'll be fine. And I love how like they want to euthanize them. But Hammond's like, let's just reboot the system. Right? <laughs> we're not gonna kill the dinosaurs and they're like people are out there dying like <laughs> come on yeah he's like no <laughs> he's like no 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 he's a bad pappy um yeah bad pappy 
He's a bad grandpappy. <laughs> He's a really bad, bad grandmaster like Jeff Goldblum is in what Thor 3. Yes. <laughs> um, I don't even know what I'm going to name this episode. Uh, hold on to your butts. Clever yes. girl. I mean. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, they're moving in herds. They do move they in move herds. In um, yeah, that one's pretty good. Like, We're flocking this way. <laughs> um, God creates dinosaurs. God destroys God, dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know that might be the sub quote. That, 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 that would, would be awesome. So good. Um, uh, talk about feminism when I get back. My, no, that's all right. Well, I should be going because I'm a, and you're a. <laughs> like, look, we'll discuss feminism in combat situations later. Yeah. Uh, let's see. What about must go faster? Um, oh yeah, which apparently uh, Jeff Goldblum says again in Independence Day. Yeah, yeah, he does. Oh really? Um, yeah, another film that I've never been so proud to have Bill Pullman be our fake president. <laughs> that was just like that was he amazing. he was the best fake movie president like we ever had. Oh, <laughs> like, sorry, to say, sorry to say, but the sequel sucked. For oh, no, it was so bad. It was awful. It was so bad, and it could have. Right. So good. Yeah, they tried. Yeah, they tried really bad. Um, and also, my last my last note was: How come an InGen chopper comes to save them? Right. And I need more info on who InGen is because I know that we kind of find out, but they don't give us anything in this movie. They're like Hydra. They are. Yeah, they are like Hydra. Well, yeah. well, Hammond owns InGen, so. Oh, see, but see, we don't know that. Oh, yeah. They don't okay. tell us that. Oh, you know what I mean? Okay. That was um, it, it was explained in the book, right? Yeah, so okay, so Hammond owns Engine and the and Dodgson works for a rival biotech company called Biosyn. And so be, um because like the biotechnology industry isn't or what I don't know, I don't, I don't I don't know what it's like now, but I guess back then there weren't any like federal regulations like around uh -huh. it. So it basically there's this whole world of like industrial like of like industrial espionage where like biotech companies were basically trying to like outwit the other one and get a hold of like their like stuff so yeah like, all of their like secret stuff yeah and try to rush before but it's so weird because later on in the sh in the series i don't remember too much of the second one because it's you know it's whatever i don't really watch it that often but it seems like engine is like the bad guys yeah and they're not affiliated with the park like they're trying to like steal the park shit. Like, like what's his name in um, Jurassic World? D'Onofrio. Oh yeah. Like, he works for Engine, and Engine seems to be like this. Like they've called them in to like figure out how to like deal with this situation. But like Chris Pratt works for the park. It's like they're two separate things. Yeah, that is kind of strange. Yeah, so that's why I'm I'm never clear on like who Engine actually is. But then it kind of looks like, okay, I didn't know Hammond owned it. So oh, that means. Yeah. Like, yeah, and then I don't think they mention... See, I thought the guy that Nedry was meeting was Injun, but he never says... No, so he works... He's with a rival tech company. Yeah, so like, he works, we know for, that, he works for Biosyn, which is sort of like Hydra, I guess. Yeah, and <laughs> if you watch Captain America or any Marvel, <laughs> you'll get that, but like the bad guys, essentially. Um crazy do you guys have any more notes that's all i have oh, that watch yeah um yeah so I, what, are your, what are some more of your favorite um, shit? so apparently i've been 
all these years I've been pronouncing dinosaurs wrong, and I want to start saying it like Mr. DNA. Dinosaur. Um, let's see. Um and get stuck in the sap. <laughs> I love that. This fossilized tree sap, which we call amber. <laughs> and bingo. Dino DNA. Um, Does that actually happen? Like, have they, like, debunked that? Like, can you actually get a fossilized blood from amber? Um, well... Like, I, an animal in, am- uh, like, in case in well, amber? I think the short answer is no. <laughs> so, uh, like, okay. <laughs> um, um, I'm trying to think. Um, oh, so, um, in so in the novel, you actually get an answer to why. Well, in the novel, it's a stegosaurus that gets sick instead of a triceratops, oh. but you do actually get an answer as to why it's getting sick. Oh. Um, and so, like, um, um, dinosaurs, like a lot of like birds and reptiles like alligators will swallow these things will small will swallow like small stones and it basically helps them kind of grind up like plant matter and basically aids in their di- digestion and oh, then stones yeah and so then after about six weeks the stones have been like worn smooth by like the they're there's there's sort of like a pouch in their stomach called the gizzard and like once the stones have basically been worn smooth, they basically stop grinding. So they're like regurgitated back up. And so the Triceratops was getting sick because it was swallowing stones and, and was also swallowing the berries of that plant with, um, oh. at the same time. So that, um, so, um, yes. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, I'm. Um, I know this is very cruel, but I think Gennaro had the right ki- idea when he basically told the kids to go fuck themselves, and he saved himself. <laughs> so, it didn't end up working out. For it did him, not. Um, I'm trying to. But think. he is a blood sucking lawyer, as Hammond said. <laughs> um, um, oh God, I love the sequence when Ellie um, and Muldoon leave to go to the shed. And like, um, just like when, um, and when like Muldoon stops, and the, you can see the sweat on his face, and he's just, and Ellie's like, "We can make it if we run." And know. you know, and then Muldoon's just like, "No, we can't, oh, yeah. because we're being hunted." Um, and then like, and she's like, "Oh my god!" And and, and and then he's just like, "Go now!" And she's she, it's like running as fast as she can, and there's nothing there. <laughs> I know, right? She's running and then she like trips up. Like she like she starts off like she doesn't know there's a giant log in front of her and she she runs and then she like flies over the the log and she's like, oh (laughs) she's like mad at it, then she like jumps over it. Um and and then I like love the like um just like like the way it's edited of her like turning the power back on and then cuts back and forth to like Grant and the kids like climbing up and over the fence. No. And it, it's just, it's just like so tense. And then at the end of all that, like Ellie's like, Oh my God, we're back in business. Yeah, and I think we're back in business. And then, ah! and then Raptor. <laughs> yeah. And then Raptor comes through the chain. I was like, how did they get in there and just like hide out? Right. <laughs> For like um, a little while. <laughs> she's there Um, okay and then i know this is not like meant to be funny but in the scene when they're like in the control room and they finally turn the power back on and the doors are locked but the raptor starts to like bang 
you know, against the, the glass. And like mm-hmm. you hear Ellie being like, he's gonna come through the glass. And <laughs> and um so then they start crawling through 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 the ceiling and Lex is on that panel and the raptor's head like pokes through through the ceiling. Yeah. And the yeah. expression on the raptor's face is just like, Here I am. I know. Like, uh-huh, found you. <laughs> it's like Jack Nicholson, like here it's Johnny. <laughs> no tea, no shay, no pink lemonade. <laughs> um and then, of course, you know, um, just uh, you know, just like um, the the final sequence of the skeletons, and um, the banner of when dinosaurs roam the earth falling down. I know so, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Is that the Mike? Do you have any more notes? Mm-mm, that's it. Cool. Wait, did you guys want to talk about the goofs? Yeah, sure. Actually, yes, um, I do have six different goofs. Yeah, what are they? Um, okay, so one is so when Ellie is uh, running away from the Velociraptor because Crocodile Dundee was like, "Go!" <laughs> yeah, um, she hurts her leg, right? So it's injured, but um, after that scene, like and going forward, her it looks like her leg alternate the injury. Yeah, so it was yeah, very sure. like what the fuck is happening um so that was one two I hold said, on and also an extension of that and yeah. when that dinosaurs rule the earth thing and they all have to leave she picks up tim and fucking books it out of that place like there's nothing wrong with her knee she <laughs> right, grabs exactly. it and she runs out i was like oh bad knee all right <laughs> it just went nowhere it was like okay <laughs> yeah. um another one i have was when dennis is talking with the dude at the table in the beginning who hands him the bag i can't remember his name Dodson. Um, Dodson. Yeah. We've got Dodson here. Dodson here. Thank you. So in, one, <laughs> yeah. so in one shot, like he has a bag under his arm and it mysteriously goes missing in another shot, like a few seconds later. Oh, just, he like, hadn't given it to him yet. He hadn't given it to the guy yet. No, no, no. He it was there. Like he gave it to him. Oh but, like, you see a back uh you you see a shot of um Dennis's backside and the bag isn't there. Oh, oh yeah. weird. What the hell? Because I mean, you would have seen him like drop it or something. Yeah, yeah. So then uh the a third one I have is in one frame when the velociraptors are first coming into the kitchen, you pause it just right and you can see a hand of one of the camera crew p- almost like pushing the raptor to go forward or who's ever oh, no in the raptor. Wow. Yeah. It's like wow. radio. Um I have three more. Uh, one is Dennis is actually watching a recorded message on the computer and not a live feed. So they could have uh, covered that up with like a different border graphic or something like that. You know, when he's oh. like, the, the boat is like, we have to leave now. And he's like, hold oh, on, yeah. some more time. It's actually a recorded video. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So that's weird. And then when we see um, the T-Rex's pen for the first time, or when when the whole like heat comes out of the thing, the ground looks very flush. But then when a few scenes, a few oh, scenes later, yeah. you see that there's like a ten foot drop. There's a drop, yeah, that's where the so, like car falls off. Where the fuck did that come from? You're oh, like, yeah, yeah, because he doesn't jump up. He doesn't like jump up over that no that fence. Yeah, it just like walks over. Right, it just and walks then, over the thing. Yeah, and then um, the last one I have is that the cane that the amber is on, um, the one that John uses. Mm-hmm. Um. A professional was quoted on an, in an article that said that it was actually a crane fly and not a mosquito in the amber. 
Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, shit. Wow, damn. Hey, hey, if you want to be accurate, okay. <laughs> you get a fucking mosquito and put it in amber. Not a crane fly, whatever the fuck that is. A crane fly, <laughs> God. That just sounds creepy. Okay, so that's my notes. <laughs> cool. <laughs> At the end, I just wrote, why has it got to be female? <laughs> like in RuPaul voice. Why has it got to be female? Why do all the animals have to be female? That's so awesome, though. Um, I cannot believe that we reviewed Jurassic Park. Does anyone have any final notes? Greatest movie ever made. One Pretty fucking of the good. Movies yeah. Movies ever made. I I fucking love this movie. It yeah, was right? on my new PlayStation Five. Oh fuck <laughs> you! Don't anyone know where Mike lives? Don't However, that, like we have the DVD right, and it's a Blu-ray, but it's like I want to say first generation Blu-ray, so you can see pixels in certain scenes. Oh really? But because the PlayStation Five graphics are really cool, you can see them bright as day. Oh, <laughs> so shit. Like, you're like, this is amazing, but oh shit. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah. Cool. I might get a PS4 soon. Yay. Yeah. I really want to I want to play games again. So also Mikey has a podcast too, which I'll put in the notes that we're doing a bunch of Marvel films. So if you like us talking about this movie, we talk about Hydra and you know, America's ass, aka Captain America, and my future baby daddy Loki is gonna be on his own series pretty soon. So I'm very yeah. excited. <laughs> so yeah, I'll, the link will be in the notes. And uh, yeah, this has been super rad. Follow us everywhere at Fashion Grunge Pod, F Grunge Pod on Twitter, and all of our notes will be, all of our handles and stuff will be in the the notes. below so yeah we will see you guys on the next one bye bye